Hey, this is Rob, and welcome to a guide to tasting whiskey. Uskaba, the rare stuff, Mountain Dew, Aqua Vitae, Spiritus Fermenti, Firewater, no matter what you call it, no matter whether or not you consider yourself a bourbon connoisseur or a newcomer to malted distillate. Maybe you've always been curious about diving into the world of whiskey, but you find yourself unsure how to approach it and appreciate it to its fullest. Maybe you're like me and you love kicking back with a proper dram and are always curious about finding new ways to enjoy and appreciate it. What flavors should you be looking for when tasting whiskey? How do whiskey experts say you should breathe while tasting whiskey so you can combat that burning sensation in your chest when you take a big sip? By the way, side note, I actually love that feeling. How should you hold whiskey in your mouth in order to fully appreciate it? Are there even similarities between music and whiskey? I sat down with John French of Bullet Frontier Whiskey to talk about these questions and more. So grab your favorite glass of whiskey and join me for the next 15 minutes as we dive into a guide to tasting whiskey. For those of you joining us for the first time, my name's Rob Morgan, and for the past decade, I've been traveling the world as a bassist and music director. This is my podcast where I sit down over drinks on location with intriguing people I've met to try and get past what it is they do, to find out who they are, why they do it, and what I can learn from them. Typically on this podcast, I'm joined by my wife, Sarah, sitting down with my wife, Sarah, and recording the intros for the long interviews of this podcast, but it's one of my hands-down favorite parts about doing this whole podcast. That said, I am currently in Louisville, Kentucky. But before I move on, this podcast episode is brought to you by Diageo Incorporated and Bullet Frontier Whiskey. I've loved Bullet Whiskey for years. It's been a green room staple for multiple tours that I've been on. A go-to, I, but the thing, here's the thing about Bullet. For me, it's a thoughtless whiskey. Now, I know, oh man, I know that sounds weird to call, call someone's art and their craft and something they've created a thoughtless thing, but, but by thoughtless, I mean this. For me, the process of picking up a Bullet is thoughtless. I don't have to worry about what mood I'm in, uh, what I'm feeling right now, what I'm looking for. I know that that no matter what, a bottle of bullet whiskey is the steady, the staple go-to for me. So for me, that's why I say thoughtless. It's just the thoughtless that I know. Okay, every, there's going to be bullet here. Well, I'll grab that, and it's my go-to whiskey. Uh, but here's something fascinating I, f I found out recently. Bullet is a surname of the owner of Bullet Whiskey, and I'm, I think that's a pretty badass last name. But the story behind it is even cooler. Check this out. In 1987, Tom Bullet Jr. fulfilled a lifelong dream of reviving an old family bourbon recipe by starting the Bullet Distilling Company. Inspired by his great-great-grandfather, Augustus Bullet, who made a high rye whiskey between 1830 and 1860, Tom left a successful law practice and risked everything to experience life on the frontier. Now, if you've been following along with this podcast, you know that I am fascinated by stories of reinvention. I am just, I'm compelled to dive into stepping off into the unknown. If you've been following along, you know that I'm like seriously in the middle of a hardcore phase of reinvention in my life. 
And I've realized the more conversations I have with people going through a season of reinvention isn't a glitch in the matrix. This is how things work. If you want to create something new, you have to be comfortable with reinventing yourself, recreating something new, being uncomfortable, stepping out into the unknown. I'm passionate. I'm quasi-religious. I'm seriously quasi-religious about this. So that's just one more reason why I am passionate about appreciating this company and the history behind it. All Hey, also... Diageo Incorporated actually owns Bullets, and for anybody that's familiar with Diageo, they are actually the owners of Guinness, too. Come on! Uh, One of the things I love to say at the beginning of these episodes is, I am so glad that I don't have to deal with sponsors on this podcast, or else I would have to tell you that Guinness is the greatest beer known to mankind. Uh, Diageo, owner of Bullets, owner of Guinness, massive thank you for making this podcast happen. And I would be amiss if I did not give a shout out and massive thank you to the person without whom this podcast episode would not have taken place, Lana Lindsley. Massive thank you. Without her, this entire episode wouldn't have happened. She is such a killer Instagram page. Uh, it's her handle is Lana Loves Whiskey. If you're interested in anything bullet whiskey or whiskey in general, go check her out and give her a follow. Okay, this is my conversation with John French. Which, oh, by the way, John. I mean, so this whole thing is so serendipitous. I love it. John is a master communicator and a massive wealth of knowledge, information, and appreciation in this world of whiskey. And I cannot think of a single person that would have been better to sit down with. I sat down with John at Bullet Whiskey to have this conversation. uh, And let me tell you right now, I could not recommend this place enough. I mean, check, I mean, check this out. This is this, this is how cool these guys are. I before the mics were rolling and we had this conversation, I told John, I said, hey, you know, I'm I want to ask you, I'd love for in part of our conversation for you to give some recommendations of whiskey. I would love for you to give a few recommendations, but here's the deal. We're at Bullet, so I know you're probably contractually required to say that, well, if you're getting into whiskey, you should for sure only buy bullet whiskey. But that Bullet whiskey is so generous that he he acknowledged that hey listen we, this is the whole whiskey industry is a family we're all on the same team here uh, and so I asked him if he'd be cool recommending things that were outside of the Bullet whiskey range and he was totally down for that so I uh, just want to give that disclaimer he was super cool to oblige me with that now I will say for myself I cannot recommend the Bullet whiskey line enough. But here, here's another cool thing. As I dove into in the conversation with John before we were recording, I found out he's a bass player. So like most of these conversations that I have on this podcast, I decided to make this a little bit more personal and see if there's any connections between music and whiskey. So no matter where you're at, no matter what your relationship with whiskey is, no matter what you are currently doing right now, I'm convinced that you're going to enjoy this uh, episode. But hey, <laughs> listen, listen, I, I'm i not going to tell you how to live your life. I, you live your best life. But if it were up to me, if it were up to me of how you would appreciate this uh, episode, I would say grab a glass of your favorite whiskey to sip on while you're listening to us. Take it. Let's make this a whole, make it a whole experience. Make this whole thing. Anyway, uh, let's dive into it. My conversation with whiskey expert John French at Bullet Whiskey in Louisville, Kentucky.
for starters, when it comes to drinking your whiskeys, you have a proof on yeah. your bottle. So, you know, you, you, you open a bottle and a lot of people have a recommendation on how to drink that whiskey on ice, with water, with Coke, whatever your preference is your preference. But technically at the proof that we put our whiskey in the bottle, that is the flavors we want you to enjoy. So straight from the bottle, neat, neat okay. would technically be the best flavors we can get in our yes. whiskey. So you pour it into your Glencairn, a nice shot. You can get your nose, the, the nose feel, your, your appetite, your, your, um, flavor profiles you pull on your palate especially your tongue come a lot from your nose and sense of smell so the first thing we we recommend every time is it's inhaling that whiskey literally yes. open your mouth have your nose in the glass and breathe through your nose you'll actually taste the whiskey without even even actually having it in your mouth it's amazing it's breathing in the alcohol it's taking in those vanillins naturally from that aroma now, when you do that, you're getting your palate set up. The first thing you do, as I said in our tasting, yeah. give it a Kentucky chew. It's not a problem. It's Listerine in the mouth, man. You put a little in your mouth. You swish it around. That way you're shocking your palate. You're shocking your inner lining of your jaw. You're shocking the palate of your tongue. Yeah. That way when it runs down your throat on that second sip, your palate is ready to drink that whiskey. Now, when you have to inhale and exhale. I mentioned that. Yeah. As you take the sip, you be sure to inhale. Take that sip of your Wait, first. okay, wait. Inhale as you're taking a sip or no, right before no, you say, God okay. No, don't <laughs> like, choke on it. You, you take no. a sip and then you freaking inhale oh. and then you choke and spit it out oh, and then no. your second sip and is quality. <laughs> yeah, you're going to need some water. You're gonna oh, need a lot so good. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. No, you uh, just be sure to um, take the sip after you've inhaled at the highest you can. And as you are swallowing that whiskey, exhale slowly. You're bringing yes. out okay. the heat, the alcohol vapors. That way yes. you can taste the vanillins and the sugar yes but like a lot of people say your first taste even after smelling it it's shocking your palate you do need to take a second sample of yeah. the same whiskey it really brings out the more sweeter notes on okay. the second sip so interesting okay because i because i have i it's so fascinating when I get to learn something because mm. I feel like I really enjoy whiskey, sure. but I've never heard I've never heard of the breathing out after mm. the first sip, and it makes a difference. Absolutely, it's crazy because most people are talking about like you you drink. I don't like whiskey because of how burny it is. Mm -hmm. It's like the like the main go to mm -hmm. adjective. Yeah. And so that completely yeah. gets rid of it. Yeah, this isn't Coyote Ugly, man. You yeah. got to have a sip, and then you have to breathe through it correctly to get those flavor profiles. Yes. Okay, what is a Kentucky hug? You a Kentucky said. hug. <laughs> yeah, it's that feeling in your chest you get. Uh, when you're when you're drinking your whiskeys, typically in higher rye content, you have this feeling. It's right there past your throat where you feel warmth in your chest. They, yes. call, they call it a Kentucky hug. And if you don't like Kentucky yeah. hugs, they call it a Kentucky sweater for what it's worth. But uh, it's essentially that feeling and that sensation of... Uh, uh, breathing or a shocked palate, especially your your esophagus, because you're just drinking at 90 proof, 45% yeah. alcohol. So your body has to be set up, has to be ready for quite the experience. And your your chest is the first to experience that when you drink oh. it. Uh, oh, man. Okay. It's it better when you drink, though. Yes. But you, you the, more, the more you have it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, okay. The... I, I want to like separate into two categories. If someone's listening and they've never gotten into whiskey before, and maybe someone's experienced and they love whiskey, sure. if someone is going to dive in and like a good quality, uh, not super expensive mm -hmm. bottle that you would recommend picking up, what would you go with? Interesting. 
That's a that's a tough one. Uh, I would personally recommend outside of the uh, outside of our products because yes, that's, of course. What I know I, that's what I was asking before. I, I, like, I know we're bullet. Yes, go to the yeah. shelf and drink anything. Yes. Uh, when it came to a softer whiskey, I would have picked Rebel Yell. Rebel Yell okay. for a very cheap price. I'm saying twelve dollars on yes. the shelf. It's eighty proof. Uh, it is a very good breathing whiskey. It mm-hmm. drinks really soft because they add a lot of water to it. Um, but that would be my first choice if I yeah, gave you a yeah, second yeah. one that you'd find on the shelf. Let's say for thirty. Let's yeah. do a thirty dollars yeah, shelf yeah. price. E. H. Uh, e. Taylor Small Batch. That is made by a company called Sazerac. They make Buffalo yes. Trace Distillery, a, a, a thing. Yeah. E. H. Uh, e. Taylor Small Batch is a one hundred proof bourbon, so it's fifty percent alcohol, fifty percent of the oils, a little bit of water, and that sugar. Delicious whiskey. It breathes amazing. It goes with everything uh, on a, on an appetite. Any sort of palate you have, it is perfect for everybody. Yes. At 100 proof, it's a four-year bourbon, so yeah. it's young. Yeah. But you'll notice it's still just, it's soft. It's got the Demerara. It's got that sweet note, that maple note you look for in a bourbon. Yes. E.H. Taylor, small batch. Yes. 100%. Okay. okay, and then yeah. is there a, what's a go-to in like, if someone wants to drop like a middle high of like 60, 80. Okay. We're not doing a collector. We're not going collector's <laughs> edition. What is like, what do you think is like the most underrated thing that comes to mind first? Yes, I, I know exactly the one. Uh, the most underrated whiskey you will find on the shelf, especially in Kentucky, Illinois, Tennessee area, is a bottle called the Old Pogue. Master Select. It's made by the distillery called the Pogue Distillery, 1873. Uh, you want to talk about a great whiskey. It's 90.2 proof, so it's going to be pretty standard. Yeah. Uh, they have a Master Select. They yeah. make a product called the Five Fathers. That's a rye whiskey. It's pretty bold, but they make a much nicer product right around that $75 range. Uh, it's called the Old Pogue Master Select. Yes. It's going to come in a nice rectangular bottle. It is gorgeous. It drinks so soft and so buttery. That's what I have to appreciate. If you're a whiskey drinker, you have the people who like spice, and then you have the people who like the caramel notes. I think the Old Pogue has that buttery texture that has the spice, but also has the buttery notes of that soft caramel flavor. Yes. For that price, the Old Pogue Masters Select, 100%. Oh, my gosh. Dude, you even you describe me this. I'm like, oh man, I wish I was in town longer. Like, <laughs> how, like go grab drinks with you because you yeah. are you're you're so great at describe descriptive and thinking about it. Yeah. Okay, uh, last question because sure. I want to be respectful of your time. Thank you. Uh, let's go personal. I'm gonna go personal okay. here. Okay, all right. You you're into music. Uh huh. Is there anything? Is there any uh, skill? from music that you think has translated over to giving these tours is there anything that you're like me as a i'm a you're a bass player sure like because you're a bass player some trait from that that adds skill to what you do here sure is there anything that comes to mind absolutely on a personal level i'll tell you when you're playing shows what you what you become numb to is the the people out there that you want the most to listen but just appreciate the music in general if your yeah. genre is is being at the biker bar playing biker music you're playing it for the people who are there and they're not being upset they yes. want to hear you yes you know when it comes to drinking whiskey when it comes to giving tours on a personal level giving tours of 35 people giving 30 people giving that passion that you have towards your music with your bourbon towards people who've never heard your music. Yes. Let's say an original yes. that you're trying to bring to a bar. People don't know you, but they want to know, they might want to be, you know, interested learning. Yes. With whiskey, 
you want to give that passion that you right. have to people who drink scotch and people who drink vodka. Tell them about what makes bourbon different. Let them enjoy it in the tasting room. Let them say, wow, that was exactly what I wanted bourbon to be. And that, that just like a musician, when you hear someone say your music was amazing, even if it was mm -hmm. a cover, the way you played that, your, your just ambition, your, your energy, you really want that to translate over to bourbon when you're doing it. From a musician to a tour guide, being at any distillery, understanding whiskey, you want people to be engaged just like they're engaged to your music. And that's how I love taking tours. When people are laughing and smiling and, and nodding, that means that they're listening, they understand, they're learning new things. And in the distilleries, it's so nice yes. to see people leave having something written down that they didn't know, you know? Totally, it's, you're giving something. Yeah, that's why I love yeah. this because you can go, each place you can, if you're if you're curious enough you can take something away that lasts with you and changes the way you taste anything anyone, you know what i mean anyone can go spend 14 dollars and yeah. drink some samples but to come here and spend 14 dollars to get an experience that you've learned you've you you appreciate and also get that whiskey it's nice Hell to yes it's it's good to have that experience and i would, yeah, I would I just say on a, as a musician we have a lot of people in our industry that are musicians yeah. that record in our basements, that record in our, our distillery to get the sounds. And it's it's just great that it really is bleeding. The the music industry really is bleeding into our industry. Yes, uh, 100%. Especially in California. I mean, it's really blowing up, and we love that. Oh, man, that's cool. Yeah, yeah and I mean, even the, uh, even the other way around, I mean, whiskey's obviously been literally bleeding into yeah. musicians for years, <laughs> yeah. so it's about time. It's the opposite <laughs> way around. Right, yeah. Oh, dude, that's so cool. Man, I will say, I mean, I end it with this. I will say, uh, one of my, what separates a, a good artist from a, just an amateur, I'll say. A professional from an amateur is that I think is a professional artist I play with doesn't count how many people are showing up to determine how well of a show they're gonna play. Mm -hmm. If there are 10 people audience, they're gonna kill it, mm -hmm. and they're just gonna crush it no matter what, just as much as if there's a thousand people yeah. there, and they're gonna give the best. And dude, you, your tour is that. We were on, this was a slower one, so there's only six people, mm -hmm. but you, I could still tell that you gave a crap. And yeah. that you were like, uh, there's thank there's you. six people here and they're walking away with something. Thank you. So from a personal level, thank you for doing this. Thanks for making time. Gosh, of course. Dude, and okay, I'm just going to say pleasure, right now, man. dude, this is part one of two. I don't know if it's a year from now or next time I pass through town. Yes. I'm going to hit you up yes. to do like a longer one and talk whiskey. I, yeah, we'll, we'll make it happen. Let's All right. do it. Thank you. Hey, this is Rob, and before you leave, I just want to say a huge thank you, a massive thank you for any of you that have rated, commented, or subscribed on iTunes. That helps this podcast in a massive way. So if you like this episode and you're looking for a way to help out, it would help me out in a massive way if you take two seconds to head over to iTunes and rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. If you liked A Guide to Tasting Whiskey, uh, and you think I should do more of these guide style episodes? I'd love to hear from you. On social media, I am at the Rob Morgan just about everywhere. You can write into me at thecuriouspod.com slash contact, or you can even call or text the podcast hotline. The number is in the show notes below. Also, if you like this episode and you want to check out another guide episode similar to this one, check out a guide to getting your first tattoo. Join me, my wife, Sarah, and our friends, Jorge and Janelle, as our friend Janelle gets her first tattoo, and I walk you through the entire tattoo experience. This podcast episode has had so much great feedback from it. I've actually had people 
sending me pictures and showing me the tattoos they got. After listening to that episode, it takes away the mis mystery, and I'm gonna just say it right now, my goal is to convince you to get your first tattoo. But I'm not gonna leave you high and dry, I'm gonna walk you through the process with you because I think Life is better if lived curiously. Again, massive thank you to this episode's sponsors, Bullet Whiskey and Diageo. Check them out. Links to them and their websites and all the information you need about Diageo and Bullet is in the show notes below. All right, that's all I got. Hope you have a great rest of your week, and as always, stay curious.